Hello and welcome back to the Logan and Jake Take podcast. We've done, done it again. We have reached the conclusion of 2023, um, which is the second full year of the podcast. We're now two and a half years in. We started in mid July of 2021. Um, and we are certainly looking forward to what's lying ahead but this logan is the sort of end of the year wrap up end of the year report we got some uh awards and some uh attaboys and some uh criticism some better luck next year and some critiques to hand out do we not um but uh i will start this one um by just you know saying really grateful to have made it another year here with the podcast um and to have our loyal listeners um shout out to everyone who's been with us from the start and to our uh, newbies who were just discovering us for the first time who are looking to uh you know get a pop culture fix and sort of recap the year so um logan before we uh, i know it's going to be we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff before we dive into our recap of how 2023 went for pop culture and film and television um got any hot or quick takes that we want to get out of the way no i have none for this we're gonna dive right in straight into i like it i like it i pull back the curtain here spoiler alert I'm not sure that I have clear-cut winners for all of these different awards we've come up with, but I'm going to give up the old college try. We're going to do our best. We're going to do our best, yes. Much like Dane Cook. I did my best. (laughs) He actually appears on the list. I'm joking. Dane (laughs) Cook hasn't done anything this year, I don't think. All right, so let's get into it. Honestly, let's, let's, let's start with the garbage first and... Let's start low and end on a high note, shall okay. we? Worst actor of 2023. Ooh, worst actor of 2023. Oh, and I would like to point out that we, uh, some of our answers might be the same, but I think a lot of these are going to be different because when we say best or worst, we don't necessarily mean what was like the best movie of the year, what was the worst movie of the year. It's just, what did we think was the best movie, in our opinion, subjectively, and what was the worst. So in this case, who was the worst actor of 2023? The worst actor of 2023. Indeed. Golly. Um, that's a hard one. It's easy for me. You, you Every year that this man comes out with a movie, it's, he's going to be the worst. Uh, I know where you're going you with this. You do know where I'm going with this. <laughs> he hasn't made a good movie in years. Um, every time I see him on stage, on stage, not on stage, on screen, <laughs> I'm just like, why are you still doing You don't need the money anymore. You, you've got enough. It can't be for the love of cinema because you make hot garbage every time you try. So the first award I'm giving out this year is to Nicolas Cage for Renfield. <laughs> because what the hell? What the hell? Not a fan of the Renfield, I think, bro. No. (laughs) Like you, it's just bad. He's bad. 
Nicholas Holt and Aquafina are eh. But him, no, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna go probably um Probably like most of the cast of that, uh, collectively, most of the cast of that Left Behind movie from earlier this year. Um, I, I'm i not going to give it to Hercules because uh, he was the least terrible he actor the in the movie. Person in movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you mentioned Aquafina, the, 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 the rapping scuttle in The Little Mermaid was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to narrow down one, but I certainly saw some clunky films. So uh, probably the people in those. Fair. Um, <laughs> so bad. Uh, I actually I don't have a worst actress of the year. Uh, pretty much everything I saw, the ladies were doing their thing and they were doing it well. Shout outs to anybody that can tell me what that's a song lyric from. Uh, <laughs> but we can go on to the worst movie of the year and I do think we might have the same answer for this one okay um I I want to say that the movie that I rated the lowest this year was the left behind yes yeah. it's most definitely yeah. left behind <laughs> yeah. the rise of the antichrist yeah, it, that movie was dreadful phenomenal that that's the fourth installment in that franchise the second in the new, I guess, rebooted That era. makes it the fifth. <laughs> Is it? The Was there three with Kurt Cameron? Yeah. Damn. True story, I only saw the first one. I was the, like, never again. The third one had Lou Gossett Jr. as the president. He should be ashamed of himself. True <laughs> story, though. The Rise of the Antichrist, it's only the second Left Behind movie I ever watched. Because I watched the original with Kurt Cameron, and I was like, this is terrible. I did not watch the one with Nicolas Cage and Chad Michael Murray, because... I hate Nicolas Cage. The one that I this was, was a sequel to, despite the fact that Kevin Sorbo is now filling in for Nicolas Cage, and someone else I've never heard of is filling in for Chad Michael Murray. Hold on, because he played Buck, uh, uh, Buck, Greg Perro. I can't even look him up because he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. And he tried. Someone forgot to tell him that he didn't really have to try. Facts. Facts. And Neil McDonough was in that movie. Uh, he was, as was old buddy Corbin uh, Burnson. Um, yeah, that guy who's like that character actor who's been in tons of stuff. Who the uh, hell is played Sam Nicol- Sorbo. Uh, I guess. Oh, it's the wife of Kevin Sorbo. She gets my worst actress award. Yeah. She who did she play? Amanda White. I don't even know who Amanda White was in that movie. <laughs> oh God, it's just a terrible movie built on shaky theology. Yeah. Really bad. Really bad all the way around. Well done, everyone. <laughs> just terrible. Uh, let's see here. It made $4.2 million. Let's Let's hope that's enough to kill that franchise once and for all. Uh, and there will be no resurrection for a, for a seventh installment in that shit franchise. Uh, <laughs> until, until Pure Flix produces the TV reboot. First of all... I would love to hear from anybody that has a Pure Flix subscription that listens to us because I don't think we have a we don't have a crossover between this podcast. And well, I know some Pure people Flix. who used to ironically have Pure Flix accounts. I, know, I, like, I want to hear from the people who legit have a Pure Flix account because they love what appears on Pure Flix. <laughs> now, to be fair, I've never I've never even looked at what's on Pure Flix. Um, they house most of like the God's Not Dead type movies and a lot of like 
Hallmark level cheesy Christian movies. Great song, like terrible yeah. movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go with. Let's just keep rolling with the actors and actresses. Best actor of the year. Oh man. Okay, so uh, there have been some really good performances. I've not been able to see all of them. Let me say at the outset here, I have not seen Killers of the Flower Moon, so I don't know how hard Leo went. Um, he probably went real hard. But for my money, I'm gonna go with. Oh, uh, real quick, you can do this for TV and movies. Okay. Just that out there. Uh, for my money, I'm gonna go with. Uh, for movies, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Killian Murphy uh, in Oppenheimer. Fair. Fair. Thought he was fantastic. He was. Uh, For TV, probably Pedro Pascal in The Last of Us would be up there, but, um, uh, you know, I haven't watched a tremendous amount of TV this year, um, so my sample size would be a little limited. I think Kevin Costner was doing good stuff in Yellowstone before he decided not to do it anymore. Stallone did great in Tulsa King, that first mm. season of Tulsa King. So there's there's good performances out there this year. Fair. Um, for me, TV, easy choice. Jeremy Allen White, star of The Bear on uh, FX. Technically FX, but it streams on Hulu. If you have not watched The Bear, it is fantastic. It's about a dude, Jeremy Allen White, who uh, returns to Chicago, Philadelphia, some city up north. They're rude as shit in. Uh, to take over his brother's Italian beef shop, the brother played by Shane himself. Uh, I was about to say Walton Goggins. <laughs> he played Shane in the in the Shield. <laughs> no, not that Shane. <laughs> An equally problematic Shane, John Bernthal. Um, his brother unalived himself, and then Jeremy Allen shows up to uh, run the shop. Anybody that watched Shameless will know him as Philip Lip Gallagher. Um, another person from Shameless appears in, on this list later on. But no, it's it's just a really good show. It's a drama, dramedy, it's drama, comedy. Great show. Uh, and from what I've been told by people that have worked in restaurants, uh, it's a great show, but sometimes they can't watch it because it gives them PTSD with how stressful of a restaurants are to work in. So... There you go. Um, I have heard that that show is very good. Uh, it's on my list. Still waiting on um, a season three renewal. I know John John Hamm is. Um, I've been told by many people John Hamm is doing really good work uh, in this new season of Fargo that just started on Hulu. Um, uh, Norman Reedus did a really good job in the six episode Daryl Dixon spinoff. Um, really good. They gave him more to work with and. You know, surprise, surprise, he's not a bad actor. Um, it's so. crazy what you can do when you give the man actual dialogue. <laughs> right. Best actress. Uh, wow. Um, hmm. This one for me is not as clear cut. I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, I don't even have the list of movies I watched this year in front of me, really. But, um... I think that I 
I don't know that I have a best actress, like, because I don't know that there's a performance that sticks out in my mind the way that Killian Murphy sticks out in my mind for just, Oppenheimer. Just complete the Barbenheimer trope and give it to Margot Robbie for Barbie. No, if I was gonna, <laughs> no, because if I was gonna pick somebody from the Barbenheimer world, it would be um, Emily Blunt's terrific performance. But that's a supporting performance in Oppenheimer. Um, that counts. We're, we're um, not the Oscars. We don't have best. Okay, so I th- I think my two my two favorite female performances this year in a movie, number one was Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, um, and number two was actually Rachel Ziegler in the Hunger Games prequel. I thought she was fantastic, and she had to do a lot of singing and stuff. So fair enough. Um, so uh, Kaylee Spanny that played um, Priscilla Presley and Priscilla did a good job too. So. Uh, as far as movies go, and it's shocking, I'm going to give it to the tiny child who played the daughter in Knock at the Cabin. I think she did a really good job. She I'm, And and people that know me know I, I oftentimes find, find child actors annoying because they write them. They write the characters to be super annoying because I think it's very difficult to write for children as an adult. Because you just write children the way you view them. And I think a lot of adults just view children to be super annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes across in their writing. And it's very difficult to write interesting and likable children characters. And I think this movie did a great job of making her not only likable, but interesting in the fact that... I Honestly, I don't know. It's just, she's... It's the best I can think of as far as the movies go because I didn't see Barbie. Um, I liked Oppenheimer. It's not one of my favorite movies of the year. And the, honestly, the only other option I was going to go with would have been like Jenna Ortega from Scream 6. And I was like, eh, eh. I like the movie, but it's not that great. As far as TV goes, Lauren Cohen in Dead City. She's fantastic as that character. Although in her defense, she's had what? 15 years to play that character and get it down to a science. <laughs> Something so like that, yeah. It's, it's kind of cheating, but it is what it is. Uh, one second, my iPad decided to give up on me. Next category, so we've done Best Actor, Best Actress. Do you have your best regular show? Like, just not to be confused with the regular show. <laughs> Although, much like them... Who knew everything about scary movies? We know everything, everything about, about scary, scary movies. movies. <laughs> Just like your best regular TV show that appeared on like actual television. Um. So I don't know. Like I'm not gonna say it was like the best thing that appeared on regular television per se, but like, um, the thing I was most excited about returning to regular television was, um, Kitchen Nightmares. Fair. It's not a scripted drama per se, <laughs> but Kitchen Nightmares is back. It, it's and, scripted, and uh, and it. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, like I didn't. I, I so dropped the ball and didn't watch much TV this year. But um, so I don't even really know a, a lot of what was going on on the networks per se. But um, I'm 
yeah, like I don't, I can't. I I watched some reality TV in the news on mm. on, and, and I watched like a lot of basketball and baseball and football. So I'm gonna have to say that the most fun I got watching just regular TV was watching the return of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> Fair enough for me. Um, and while it does appear on a streaming website, uh, there is still an actual channel that you can watch on television, and that would be HBO's The Last of Us. Oh, I, I wasn't thinking of it in those terms. Yeah, like okay. So if we, if we're thinking of like if if we are thinking that HBO is actually yes, HBO is still technically a TV channel. So like yes, in that in that case, um, The Last of Us. You was, might have to pay a pretty penny for it. The Last of Us was was my. Favorite TV show this year. Nice. Uh, I legit thought there was somebody at that door, and I was about to lose my mind because they just have like a like a. Um, I almost said Guy. They have like a Guy Fox mask, <laughs> and they're just like they like wave or whatever. Honestly, I'd be more terrified of somebody dressed like Guy Fieri coming in here like, "Welcome to Flavor Town, bitches." I'd be like, "No." I'm like, excuse us, dear listeners, while we handle this. While we uh, deal with this ne'er do well. Uh, best show on a streaming platform. Um. So a show that would be exclusive to the streaming platform. Exclusivity. Um. Golly, what are some things that I watched this year that were definitely exclusive to their platforms? Um, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say Tulsa King because I think that that was exclusive to... I think it's exclusive to Paramount. Yeah. yeah, and I really enjoyed Tulsa King a good bit. Um, I really enjoyed that from top, top to bottom. Oh, and Yellowstone 1923 was really good. I still need to watch that. I haven't watched any of the Yellowstone stuff. <clears throat> All right. Solid choice. Uh, let's see here. Uh, best drama, movie or TV? Ooh, um, okay. Best drama. Yeah. Oh, wait. I didn't. Uh, my best, my favorite streaming show was um, Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Still haven't checked that one. It's amazing what Netflix can do when they just care yeah um I, I'm gonna go best drama was probably um probably Oppenheimer fair I I, Solid choice. I don't I mean my my I have a whole list of the movies I saw this year that are that are ranked or whatever but I don't have it in front of me and I don't remember anything offhand that I ranked higher than Oppenheimer and Oppenheimer would be a drama. I thought it was a comedy. What's more funny than building the atomic bomb? It was an inspirational feature. <laughs> um, for me, I mentioned it already, but The Bear, I just the second season was phenomenal. I binged it all in like two days. I would have finished it in a day, but you know, I like to sleep. I'll definitely say Last of Us for best drama for um, TV. Fair. 
honestly, I don't really have a best drama as far as movies. Like, I watched a lot of movies. Well, not a lot, but I watched a decent amount of movies. And... I don't know, this was a weird year for movies. Because after a certain point, they are just like, yeah, we're going to hold off on these movies because there's that strike going on and we don't want to release yeah. stuff because we can't have people promoted. And if there's no one to promote the movies, they bomb. Case in point, although I never thought it was going to do great anyway, the Marvels. They couldn't promote that movie at all, and it is done abysmally at the box office. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think The Bear's great. And if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's on Hulu, if you have Hulu. If you don't have Hulu and you don't want to pay for another streaming service, I don't blame you. They're, they're becoming ridiculous with all the streaming services. Uh, best action adventure movie or TV show? Uh, best action adventure movie? Oh, man, Mission Impossible. Fair. Mission Impossible Fair. Uh, uh, definitely probably has to be up there. I remember really just tremendously loving Mission Impossible um TV show oh man action adventure TV show I don't know if I ever watched an action adventure TV show no no I was about to say like the only ones I can think of are Survivor and I don't watch that cause I despise reality TV with a passion <laughs> and we have the uh the writer's strike back in 2007 to thank for the influx of reality TV that we have now. Thank you. Pay them more. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, looking at you keeping up with the Kardashians. Good Lord. Uh, but no, favorite action adventure movie? John Wick 4. That was a good one. Just Oh, it's so good. And a fitting conclusion, even though there's going to be more. Yeah. Also, have not watched The Continental yet, but I've heard good things. R.I.P. Lance Reddick gone but not forgotten uh although i would like to forget his resident evil show on netflix where he played wesker yeah it was bad like when i say bad <laughs> it makes mila jovovich's movies look like citizen kane and those movies were terrible can we just pause to reflect that we did lose some people this year um lance Reddick being one of them matthew perry being another one Indeed. Indeed. um i feel bad because i I don't really remember who all else we lost, but but we lost some we lost some pretty famous people this year that 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 made things that we really like. So rest in peace to all of those we lost uh, in 2023. And then you know to the to the people who didn't make anything that we liked, um, <clears throat> that that Henry Kissinger dude I think died this year. Uh, Rosalind Carter passed away. Mm. Um, former the, President Jimmy things, Carter is of, still alive. One of those things is not like the other, I think. Rosalind Carter will genuinely be missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That other guy. And I'm not talking about Jimmy Carter, not so much. But, uh... I'm sure he, I'm sure he will by some people, I'm, I'm sure. I, 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 I don't know enough about, um... Uh, the rest of the people that passed, other than those are... Those are famous names. Yeah. Next up, what do we just do? Action adventure? That's comedy. Movie slash TV. Uh, comedy. Movie slash TV. Comedy. Um, trying to think of the things I saw this year. I'll go first. I don't have one for TV. I've got a best comedy movie, and I feel like you're going to feel me on this one. 
the blackening. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. The blackening. I do remember rating that one pretty high. So God, yeah, that movie was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it, now there's a movie that if they wanted to do the blackening too, still black. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can give you Hollywood. You get that one for free. Uh, <laughs> just put me in the movie. Um, that was a good movie. I've forgotten about that one. But uh, comedy TV. I don't, I don't watch a lot of comedy TV. I don't think. So, but we're going to keep it moving. Best animated movie slash TV show. Um, did I see an animated movie this year? Yes, we watched one together. Remind me what that was. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, then that would be it. Yeah. 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 That would be Same it. Same as mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and then as far as TV goes... God, it was the show was perfect. My Adventures with Superman. Um, I watched a few episodes of that. Really dug it. The final um, episode, peak. peak I uh, I watched maybe half of that Agent Elvis on Netflix, where Elvis was a secret undercover agent. What voice. The f- you hadn't heard of that? that no, bruh. Okay, Elvis, get this. It's on Netflix. All right. Elvis is a secret undercover DEA agent. Mm-hmm. He's voiced by Matthew McConaughey. What? And he he solves crime with his chimp, Scatter, who was a real chimp owned by Elvis. I need these rich folks. And, bruh, he, 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 Elvis is like, it's ridiculous. But it's hilarious, and I would have to say it was one of my favorite things I watched this year. I might, I might have to check that out. It's that pretty, it's pretty hilarious. hilarious. And Matthew McConaughey doesn't even try to sound like Elvis; he's just Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> but it works because Matthew McConaughey has an interest, like a similar level of like cool charisma, you know. Acceptable. Okay, yeah. I'll give that a shot. Uh, best horror movie or TV show? Best horror movie. I'm gonna go with Haunting in Venice. Was my mm. favorite. Um, I don't think I saw a horror TV show per se. I mean, I, yeah, I watched some Walking Dead stuff. That's not really scary. Um, not anymore. I guess I don't guess I really had um, a horror TV show. I will say this though: the rumor is that the next Hall- iteration of Halloween is going to be a TV series. So maybe this time, a year or two from now, I'll be saying that that was my favorite. Horror TV show. I, you know what? I wished them. I, I wished. I wish them the best of luck. I'm still. Oh, over it's that franchise uh, after Halloween ends. It's been sold to a different company. Oh, yeah. Well, hot damn. It can't be worse than the last two movies. No, that was what I was thinking. It's now in different hands again. Uh, for me, best horror movie: Knock at the Cabin. I forgot about Knock at the Cabin. That was a good movie. Old Dave. Bautista. Did good work. Ronald Weasley. Jonathan Groff. That's that's about it. I don't remember the rest of the people in that movie. I remember... I don't think I knew who they were. There was the black lady. I don't remember... I don't think I knew the actress's name. She did a pretty good job. Indeed. Indeed. Um, Phenomenal movie, though. Uh, And the fact that the twist in that movie is that there just wasn't a twist. It actually was happening. Yeah. Like they said, I was like, oh. No, that was a good movie. Uh, I, it was early on, so I, I kind of barely remember it, but that was a good movie. 
Best comic book movie. I'm not going to say show because I didn't watch any comic book shows this year. Um, I haven't seen Loki season two yet. Well, I can tell you that it was not The Flash. What's that? <laughs> um, Grant Gustin had a movie? Comic book shows. Or movies, because I feel like we've seen we've seen more. Or movies. Um, I feel like they didn't release a lot of stuff this year. Oh, okay. Um, Marvel released at least three movies this year. Okay, so they did Avengers. Not Avengers. They did um, Ant Man three mm-hmm. with Kang in it, right? Kang. What was the, What what else did they do? So I, I've Marvel not seen released. I've not seen the Marvels in Ant Man. Quantumania, which I maintain is the best Ant-Man movie. Uh, Shazam. Well, I'm just listening to all of them. Ant-Man. Shazam. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The Flash. I mean, technically you can count Transformers because they have comic books. Uh, The Marvel's Blue Beetle. And... At the time of recording, Craven the Hunter hasn't come out. But let's be honest, Craven not going to be at the top of anybody's comic book movies of any year because it's Sony. And that's the studio that gave us Morbius. Um, I guess while I found the story of what was happening in Ant-Man to be more interesting because of Kang, um, I I guess it would be Guardians 3. Same. I like Ant-Man 3 the best of all the Ant-Man movies, although I didn't like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't think it was as good as the first Ant-Man movie. Uh, I love Kang. He was a Kang, y'all. But there are parts of that movie where I'm just like, I don't... It, it dragged in certain places. Also, I think it's a disservice that uh, Louis Pena's character wasn't in the movie to recap a single damn thing. I mean, that, that's, that's, those are the things I enjoy about those movies that, like, Michael Pena is just like, so some things happened, some stuff that, 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 that this, and, and that wasn't there. Because I feel like you missed a great opportunity since there's been a massive time jump in between the last time that we saw them and a bunch of crazy stuff happened, and you've got, you literally have the video footage because it was filmed years ago, that's the perfect time to have Michael Pena recap everything that's happened in the Marvel Universe leading up to that. Like, let him recap the entire Infinity Saga so that if for some strange reason there's anyone who hasn't seen any of those movies, they know what's going on, and then in the same movie, you introduce the new big bad. I feel like they dropped a ball there, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, because I feel like it's they it, it's the best emotional movie since Black Panther that came out last year. And uh, after watching that movie, it's it's very obvious that those movies while Peter Quill is the main character those movies are about Rocket who I would argue most interesting of all the Guardians after Guardians 3 
Although Peter did finally go back to Earth at the end of that movie, so that was great. Um, and anytime you throw Florence and the Machine into the soundtrack of your movie, you can't go wrong. True. But that being said, it's not on the list. Worst comic book movie, The Flash. Um, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, it, it, it was... It's another reason, even though it's not his fault, it's I, another reason Nicolas Cage goes on my worst actors list. I saw his Superman in that movie. It was atrocious. But were you about to say something? No, I was, I was completely agreeing. The Flash oh. is going to make the lowest cut on that, regardless. Haven't seen Blue Beetle, though, but I've heard good things. I haven't seen Blue Beetle. I haven't seen the Marvels. I would probably dislike the Marvels more than the Flash, but the Flash would still win on principle of being the worst. I did not like the first Captain Marvel not movie. Um, although I do think I would like the Marvels more. Because I really like the Miss Marvel uh, Disney Plus series, and Monica Rambeau's character was interesting enough the one time we saw her in WandaVision. Uh, next up on the list, best final season of a TV show. If you watch a TV show that had a final season. Um. I don't think I watched anything with the final season this year. Okay, uh, I did. It was The Witcher three? It was The Witcher. It was a great. Huh. It was a great final season. Three seasons. Three seasons, man. They knocked that bad boy out the park. It was a weird pseudo cliffhanger to end on, but you can fill in the blanks. The rest, and you know, even though they'll never continue that that show on Netflix, I think it had a strong outing. Uh, three <laughs> three solid seasons. And they're like, this is it, man. We, we, they wanted to leave the people wanting more. And I respect that. <laughs> I respect that a lot. So good to them. I hope those actors go on to do amazing things. Henry Cavill is uh, in the process of building his Warhammer universe. He's got that Argyle movie coming out next year. Uh, uh, the girl that plays Freya, whose name I can't pronounce uh, because it's like some... like. European name from like the European countries where I can't pronounce anything like Icelandic or something like that. Uh, she'll be the human protagonist in the new Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes movie, so that's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah, everybody else, I hope they go on to do great things because I know they won't be doing it because The Witcher's over, so they can't be doing it in that. Those of you listening, yes, I am fully aware that there's going to be a fourth season of The Witcher starring. Gale himself, Liam Hemsworth, but I won't be watching it because hashtag not my Geralt. Uh, best movie of the year. Uh, best movie of the year. I'm gonna rock with uh, Oppenheimer. Really enjoyed it. Fair. I, I, I Oppenheimer. Was, uh, I just thought top to bottom, uh, Oppenheimer was excellent. I think it might be. It's certainly one of Nolan's top tier best movies and saying a lot I, I uh, there were other movies I loved I really loved Mission Impossible this year um, uh, you know there's a few others uh, like again I don't have my list in front of me there's a few others that uh, I rated very high uh, eight and a half or nine or above and uh, those are the ones that you know I think were my, my favorite I'm actually going to drop my top ten and my honorable and dishonorable mentions on uh, the Facebook page, probably concurrently with the day this comes out. Um, and 
well, I need to make sure that I get a chance to see a few other movies first before I finalize those lists. But um, I think Oppenheimer is going to be number one. I don't, I don't, I don't imagine that Napoleon or uh, Killers of the Flower Moon or um, Wonka or any of the others are going to take it out. I, I guess there's an outside dark horse shot that the Ghostbusters movie is so epic that it does it, but um, uh, I'm not anticipating that. It could happen. Uh, for me, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part yeah. 1. That's probably going to be my second, my, my number two, because I ranked that one like right under Oppenheimer in terms of how much I loved it. It was great. That was a great movie this year. I just think it's, it's impressive that they can keep cranking out Mission Impossible movies and they keep getting better and better. Uh, and truth be told, the only Mission Impossible movie I don't like, Mission Impossible 2, and it's not a terrible movie, it's just a weird Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. That being said, John Woo's got a new movie coming out, Silent Night, starring uh, Rick Flagg himself, Joel Kinnaman. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what? Uh, Ghostbusters, I was seeing when that comes out. Because I was excited. That doesn't come out till March of next year. Oh, so there's no chance of Ghostbusters <laughs> taking Good over that spot. Damn it. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, we've got a few more. Let's see. Uh, best video game. Have you played any new video games this year? Um, No, but I can tell you from watching cutscenes and playthroughs, that what I would have assumed the best video game of the year was for me personally would have been that Harry Potter game. Fun game. I did play that one. Uh, maybe, maybe Alan Wake 2? Because I've been waiting on Alan I, Wake for a long time. I forgot that came out uh, until a buddy of mine told me. It's got terrible it, reviews, which is upsetting. But, you know, video games are one of those things you got to play them for yourself to find out if you enjoy it or not. Uh, for me, though, uh, I did play Harry Potter Legacy. My only criticism of that game, there's no real replay value at all. Because you can be any of the four houses, but I don't want to replay the game as like a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw or a Gryffindor. I'm like, I don't, I don't care enough. It is frustrating that the... Um, because there's, there's house-specific quests that you can go on. And if I was to replay it, I would replay it as a Hufflepuff because they get the Azkaban exclusive quest. <laughs> I'm like, really? Really? They, huh, really? Um, it's nonsense. But my favorite game of the year, uh, and it is not Insomniac Spider-Man 2, which was fantastic and it's even better than the first insomniac game and it's better than the miles morales game which in my opinion those games were both solid 8.9 9s out of 10s spider-man 2 9.9 fantastic you get to play as peter you get to play as miles they let you play as mary jane again and her levels in this game are actually fun she carries around a taser and starts tasing people and beating them up. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Harry Osborn is in this game. Spoiler alert, he's Venom. <laughs> and honestly, the story they craft makes it make sense that he becomes Venom. And it's, it's, it's so good. Although the main bad guy of the majority of the game, Craven, And it's great. 
Uh, Norman Osborn is in the game like he was for the first one. And it shows a wonderful level of restraint to not to make a Spider-Man game and have the villain in the first game be Dr. Octopus, the villain in the game in the second one be Venom and Kraven, and you don't get the hint that you're getting Green Goblin until the very end of this game. And it makes sense as to why Norman would become the Green Goblin and why he has this vendetta against Spider-Man. So, 9.9 out of 10. Although, coming in at a close... Actually, no, that wasn't my, that wasn't my favorite game of the year. Uh, my favorite game of the year this year was uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's like the greatest Star Wars game since Knights of the Old Republic. It... It's everything I ever wanted in a Star Wars game. You get different lightsaber stances. Uh, you get the you get the tried and true original. You can dual wield those bad boys. You get a Kylo Ren style lightsaber if you want it. My personal favorite, you get the lightsaber and a gun. Because I get it, blasters are tacky. Why wouldn't you use a gun with a lightsaber? Get in close, shoot them. It's phenomenal. The story itself, great. Uh, it's the return of Kyle Kest... Kyle? Kyle? <laughs> Cal. Cal Kestis, played by Jerome himself from Gotham. And it takes play... The first one takes place... Let me think. Five years after Return of the Jedi. So this one takes place... I think it's been five years. So it's... it's no, no, I'm sorry. It takes place five... The first one takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith. So this one takes place about ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So roughly around the same time as like Obi-Wan Kenobi and all of that. And uh, I I think Lucasfilm would be tripping balls if uh, they didn't bring that character into live action. Which I think they will if the ending of Ahsoka and the plans that have leaked that Dave Filoni wants to do as far as his Star Wars movie goes. Because... That shit's gonna be crazy. Um, I will say, uh, honorable mention for the video game category goes to Dreamlight Valley. I'm not familiar. With it's that a fun one. game. It's a Disney game. Um, I thought you were gonna say that Kong. I just game that you no. I just I've that. been uh, I've been watching my wife play Dreamlight Valley for a couple of months now. It's fun. Disney characters are are in it, um, including Robbie Benson returning to voice Beast. Um, uh, it's like everyone has sort of like forgotten. It kind of like, kind of like once upon a time, everyone's kind of forgotten. Like, um, your character, your character has kind of forgotten. I, I think your character has forgotten something. Mm -hmm. um, your character has some kind of power that they've forgotten about, and the other characters have been transported to Dreamlight Valley. And your character's trying to help the Disney character complete different quests. But it's just a really wholesome, fun game. Uh, it looks like a lot of intricate detail and planning went into the hmm. game. Just fun. Just Might fun. check that out. Fun game. Nice. Uh, favorite album of the year? Um, golly, I don't really have one. Okay. Um, I, I heard the new Peter Gabriel album was good. Peter Gabriel released a new album. And, and multiple people have messaged me to say it's like the best thing they've heard in years. What? Yeah. 
No, I'm not joking. I got multiple messages saying that the Peter Gabriel album was like the best thing they've listened to in years, and I need to listen to it pronto. Huh. So might have okay. to listen. Might, I might have to take that advice because that's not every day someone's like, "Hey, you know what you need to listen to? Pete Gabriel." Yeah, I don't. I don't. First of all, I don't think anyone in my lifetime has ever been like, you know, who you need to listen to, Peter Gabriel. Yeah, probably not. Because. You kind of just—it's one of those things where you're just like you just listen to Peter Gabriel and you're like, okay. I mean, and, and we all love, we all—it's it's great, but he's never done anything in recent memory to make me to make anyone go, you got to listen to the new Peter Gabriel album. So I'm gonna Apparently, have to listen to that. that is, we might have to listen to that tonight. That might have to be one of the things we do on the way to your uh, birthday celebration. Indeed. All right. The hell, Peter Gabriel. All right. Um, for me, I've got two honorable mentions before I name off the, the, the winner for myself. Uh, first honorable mention, Hozier released a new album this year. Uh, I didn't realize he released a new album until a friend of mine told me. Gave it a listen. Fantastic album. The theme of it is Dante's Inferno. And I love me some Dante's Inferno. Uh, second honorable mention, and it, it was a really hard choice between this one and the one that I'm actually going to give it to. Uh, it would be, I was about to say Flyleaf's new album, which would have been hilarious because I don't think Flyleaf has released an album in like 15 years. <laughs> uh, but no, it would be Paramore's new album, This Is Why. Uh, anyone that knows me knows I love me some Paramore. They can do nothing wrong in my opinion. The whole album is fantastic. Uh, I listened to the whole thing driving home one night from McDonough. It's 11 songs, 39 minutes. I, th I thought you were about to say I listened to the whole thing driving home from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, where'd you go to McDonald's, bro? It's a long drive. Oh, I went to the McDonald's next to a Bucky's. <laughs> but no, my actual favorite album of the year <laughs> is Fallout Boy's So Much for Stardust album. Um, I think it is the best Fallout Boy album since God, Save Rock and Roll that came out in like 2013. Damn, that was 10 years ago. God, we're old. <laughs> we're, we're old. But no, uh, it's a fantastic album. It's actually a callback to uh, one of my hot takes from like two episodes ago because I don't listen to Spotify like that for music. I listen to Apple Music. They gave me my uh, whatever the hell Apple calls their yearly thing to show you how much music you've been listening to. That album is like in my top five most listened to albums of the year, and Fall Out Boy is my most listened to artist of the year. Uh, I love Fall Out Boy. It's, it's a wonderful callback to the, to the years of my youth, high school, great times. And if you haven't listened to it, I would I would advise you to listen to it. The first album slaps. It goes so hard. And if I could play it without this getting, you know, copywritten, I would. Although, if this was a Spotify exclusive podcast, we, we could play it. But, <laughs> but, you know, we're all over the world, so we can't. But uh, Love from the Other Side, fantastic. Heartbreak feels so good. Amazing. Hold Me Like a Grudge, stupendous. Although my favorite song on the entire album is number five heaven iowa it opens up with a mulholland drive lyric also uh there's a there's a there's a 
snippet as number seven called The Pink Seashell featuring Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke is just giving like a speech about how you don't need to take life so seriously. You just need to enjoy the like little mundane moments because that's what it's all about. He, he was like, there's a part where he's like, like my father, he was dying of cancer and he showed me like this pink seashell or whatever. And I was like, what, why is he showing me this? But then I realized it was about, he wanted to remind me that you just need to enjoy life as it is and not take it seriously and enjoy the small things. And he's like, a, a, a quarter pounder with cheese. Those are delicious. I'm like, they are delicious, Ethan Hawke. It's fantastic. So yeah, listen to it. It's only 13 songs. It only take you 44 minutes. Depending on where you work, that's 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 a commute to work and back. Do it. But yeah, fucking love Fallout Boy. But now we've reached uh, the part where we discuss my the, the 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 four biggest awards that are exclusive to this here podcast. <clears throat> All right, we saved the best for the last ten minutes. Indeed. So the first one. The Y-T-Y-W-G-A-S. The You Thought You Would Get a Sequel Award. <laughs> uh, and I, if you would like, I'll go ahead and kick that one off. The, you Th- the first ever recipient of the You Thought You Would Get a Sequel Award. And it pains me to say this because I enjoyed the movie, but damn, it was ambitious for y'all to think that you were going to get a sequel. Knights of the Zodiac which was in theaters for like literally a week and a half. And I remember that because our friend Corey and I were like, yo, we need to go watch this movie. And we waited like a week and a half and then we were like, damn, it's gone. It starred Sean Bean, who before you ask, yes, he died. <laughs> because he's Sean Bean. Sean Bean's gonna die. It's, it's, it's basically a live action remake of the anime from like I think it's like the eighties. And does anyone who knows as anyone who knows anything about live action anime movies go, remakes goes, um it it was it was bad. It was it, it, it was bad. Um let me see if I can pull up the cast of this movie because besides Sean Bain, uh it, it had literally only one other person that I can that I recognized, and that was Fomka Jansen of X-Men fame, who played his evil ex-wife who wanted to kill a child. Yeah, yeah, mm. I know what you're thinking. What the fuck? Knights of the Zodiac film uh, directed by... I can't pronounce that name because he's Polish. Uh, but yeah, let's see here. Uh, a dude named McKinney, who is the main character. Literally the only other people in this movie I know are uh, Fonka Jansen, uh, Sean Bain, and I, do I know who Nick Stahl? And, no, yeah, Nick Stahl, who was in Terminator 3, and I think he was John Connor in that movie. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it, it was precious that they had the audacity to end that movie in a way that you would think that they were gearing up for Knights of the Zodiac 2. Because they don't... The only knight you get introduced to is the main character, Seiya, and then you get introduced to the Phoenix Knight, who's the bad guy. 
you don't meet any of the other knights. And they were like, we've got to go find all the other knights because darkness is coming. And I'm like, what the, what? You, you need to be self-aware and realize you're not getting a sequel. Um, yeah, so for me, uh, the answer is real clear cut. Uh, the movie that was bold enough to think it was going to get a sequel that most assuredly is not is uh, The Flash. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's not... It's self-explanatory. <laughs> not happening. What, what is Y'all spent way too much money and too much time <laughs> What is known that. doesn't need to be said no, if right, you catch my drift. Right. Uh, the next one, the W-H-Y-L-Y-L-Y. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. Uh, the Why Haven't You Learned Your Lesson Yet Award goes to none other than Left Behind the Rise of the Antichrist. Yeah. How? How is it that you keep making these movies? They're not making money. Stop. Please. You're better than this, Kevin Sorbo. I, you were Hercules. I'm going to give my Why Haven't You Learned Your Lesson Yet award to the Marvels because Marvel is being very... And yes, the fact that they weren't able to promote it didn't help, but that movie was trending to be a flop anyway, and Marvel is not necessarily paying attention to the fact that most people have got the franchise fatigue pretty hard because like that TV show they did... Uh, with Nick Fury, where they killed Maria Hill. Um, Secret Invasion? Yeah, that Trash. one. That one was pretty hot garbage. Uh, mm, garbage. Yeah. Hurts me. Hurts my soul. Next up, the HDYSHAB, the Hitty Shab Award, the How Do You Still Have a Job Award. Ezra Miller. Ezra. Uh, I, a related Amber Heard. Two very problematic Ezra Miller people. and Amber Heard, yeah. mm. and and connected uh, anyone at Warner Brothers who has worked in the film division in the last about five years. How do you still have a job? Because they got that Discovery money now. Didn't they get? Didn't they get? Didn't Discovery get bought by somebody else? Hasn't it turned over like twice? I don't know. It's still called WBD, so it's I the, don't think it's so. The worst run company. Of the big companies. It's only the worst run company of all the big companies if you're not a shareholder. Because they're making money hand over <laughs> fist. Yeah. Which is impressive. And last but not least. Now those that are listening to this podcast and have known us for minty a moon. Know that we used to give out a award every year to the person or people or entity that was just so full of bullshit that they deserved an award. And I promise you, one of these days, we're going to have a golden turd trophy that we can <laughs> give to people when they receive this award. But the very last award, which I would argue is the most prestigious award on this award show. And I know what you're thinking. Is this an award show? Yes, it is. Also, it's the second ever award show we've ever hosted. Shout out to the Gordon Award Show from a couple of years ago. And by a couple, I mean over a decade ago. The first recipient of the annual, the On Your Bullshit Award goes to 
for me, you might have a different one. But for me, it goes to every studio executive who didn't want to pay the writers and actors more, which resulted in a bunch of movies getting pushed back, and is the reason I can't watch Dune 2 until next year, and it's just a shining example of how corporate greed fucks over everybody. So yeah, that's, that's my award. Everyone who basically was like, we don't need to pay the writers more. They make enough money as it is. Meanwhile, they have to work 15 jobs because they can't afford to pay their bills because you don't want to pay them any a, a livable wage at all, nor residuals from the stuff they worked on. And then you want to use artificial intelligence to basically try to replace them, which you can't do, and then use AI to just use actors' likenesses in perpetuity. Go to hell. Kick rocks. Who you got? Um, trying to stay out of the political fray, trying to stay out of the politics, because my first five thoughts were all political. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with my award for uh, being on the most BS this year. Um, I, I got to rock with the... Uh, the the people at Warner Brothers who have run that, who have so poorly mismanaged DC for so long, uh, you had it in your hands and you dropped multiple touchdowns. <coughs> uh, you struck out bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded in the World's Game Seven of the World Series multiple times in a row, and I don't know how you do that. So uh, practice. Look, guys, we hope you guys had a, a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Um, and and, and uh, to anyone uh, who celebrates another holiday that we're leaving out, look, happy holidays. Hope you spent some time with your friends, family, your loved ones. Um, be on the lookout. Uh, I don't know if Logan's going to do this or not, but I'm going to drop my, my top ten and my honorable mentions and dishonorable mentions uh, for all the films uh, that I've seen this year. Once I have seen every film that was on my list of things I wanted to see. So that'll be on the social media platforms. Um, and we will be back uh, in the new year. Lots of great stuff to cover. So stick around. Lots of great things going to be happening with our YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff coming your way. So enjoy your family. Enjoy your holidays. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All that stuff. And we'll see you in 2024. Unless a comet destroys the planet in between now and then. In which case, it's been one hell of a run. Ah. Godspeed. <laughs>